Welcome everyone back to the Advanced Selling Podcast episode. They keep getting higher, build number 327. Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast in the universe created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. My name's Brian Neal. I'm the Bill he was referring to earlier. You are the Bill. I did say that earlier, didn't I? You did, said Bill, but... uh... Uh, we are here every week. Hey, if you haven't done so already, go to uh, ultimatepregame.com, ultimatepregame.com. Get a free audio there. We've got a great audio program to help you get ready, prep for every sales call. You can listen to a little little pick-me-up, that that sort of thing, ultimatepregame.com. Go there. You sit out in the parking lot, eat some donuts, grab some uh, cream-filled donuts yeah, from Dunkin'. Yeah, yeah. Turn, turn off the, turn the morning it. radio yuck and turn on the ultimate pregame. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do if I were you. You know, I, uh, I didn't tell you this. You know I hate camping. I didn't know. Do you that. know this? Didn't know I, I knew you hated clowns. I, mean, I hate clowns. clowns. That's a good. That's another callback or call forward. I uh, I don't like camping, and I have to. I said have to, didn't I? I get. I want to. I get the privilege of <laughs> going know, camping with my son, okay. Sam, who loves the outdoors with his school classmates. So uh, next Tuesday night. I'm going to be in, in the woods in uh, the middle of southern Indiana with no electricity or anything. A little bit of electricity, but not much. With uh, a cabin full of eight sixth grade boys. Oh, wow. And I wondered if you had any advice for me <laughs> going into this night of eight sixth grade boys and me in a cabin. Do you have a handgun? I have some Jack Daniels. Stun gun. Jack Daniels, oh, Jack okay. Daniels. Let's let him yep. sip on it. Just a sip, right? Oh, Is that okay? Flashlight with extra batteries. Dear God. Um, so I'll I should have some stories off. when I come back uh, from that. But I, I I'm really looking forward to yeah, spending quality time with my son. That's going to be a lot of fun. I wish we were going to the uh, to the Four Seasons uh, <laughs> in West Palm Beach. To be honest, but okay, that's for another day. So maybe. Hey, advanced selling podcast listeners, I know you're super super busy, and uh, part of what we do as salespeople is we've got to run to the post office and put things in the mail and ship stuff, and Yuck. and you know. Getting your mailing shipping done can seem like an absolute no-win situation. Going to the post office takes up really valuable time that you just don't have. Leasing a postage meter, expensive, multi-year commitments, hidden fees, all that jazz. Well, luckily, we know there's a better way, stamps.com. With stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package right from your desk using your own computer and printer. You can even get special postage discounts you cannot find at the post office. Plus, stamps.com, much more powerful than a postage meter. And believe me, I hate those postage meters. At just a fraction of the cost, you can save at least 50% compared to a postage meter. And of course, as you said, Brian, avoid those time-consuming trips to the post office. Driving up to the studio today, I was talking to a client on the phone. I said, where are you? Guess where they said they were going? Not not the post office. They said they were going to the post office. I said, no, don't do that anymore. You're a salesperson. You can stay at home. Stamps.com. Look, right now, uh, for that person for sure. And for all the rest of our listeners, we've got a great deal. Uh, Go to stamps.com. Use our promo code. If you want to support us, this is what you do. You do our promo code at stamps.com advanced selling for this special offer. Four week trial, $110 bonus offer. You get uh, lots of extra postage as part of that and a free included digital scale. So before you do anything else, pause this podcast, go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in, you guessed it, advanced selling. That's stamps.com, enter advanced selling. All right, we have a special guest today, and uh, this gentleman uh, is out and about. He's on book tour. He just wrote a book uh, called Sales Management for Dummies in the Dummy Series. The name is Butch Bella. You can find him at Butch Bella. That's B-E-L-L-A-H, butchbella.com. And uh, Butch, are you there? We're glad to have you on today. I am here, guys. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. Yeah, and this is a uh, uh, great that you're with us, Butch. This is uh, we do this uh, little episode every Monday called Mailbag Monday, and one of the things we get asked a lot, and I wanted to um, uh, start us off here in a moment with that, is um, 
what makes a salesperson a, uh, a superstar? Um, we get this asked a lot of us. We get questions all the time. So for our Mailbag Monday, it's something we're going to want to talk to you about. Bill, you want to talk a little bit about Butch's uh, experience first Absolutely. before we do that? Yeah, yeah Butch is owner of the, uh, in Dallas, Plano, Texas, uh, B2 Training and Development. He works with salespeople and organizations to help them get more appointments, win more business, and retain more customers. He was a corporate uh, jockey at 21, not disc jockey, talking about a corporate <laughs> guy. Four, it took him four years to be promoted to division sales manager and then immediately promoted to VP of sales. At 35, he and a business partner acquired controlling interest in the company he'd helped build from a $35 million local business to one of the largest wholesale food distributors in the nation. Annual sales, a quarter of a billion dollars. That's a lot of so, cash. Uh, you, you obviously, guy knows what he's talking about. Also, uh, a setback that I do want to say that you came back from. You had a triple bypass surgery six years ago at 43, and you ran your first 5K six months after surgery. Wow. That's correct. Good for you. Unbelievable. Yeah. Was that your first 5K ever? The, that was my first 5K ever. Before then, if I was running, it was because something was on fire behind me. So, <laughs> I was going to uh, say, you did those yeah. backwards, right? You exactly. Try to run to stay out of the triple yeah. bypass. Well, good for you. Thank God you made it through that. That's so when good. you were young, you probably said, you know, I'm not going to start running until I have a cardiac, until I have some kind of yeah, cardiac. Like that. <laughs> then I'm going to. I got lucky. I caught it before it caught me. And, I, and I've actually, believe it or not, guys, I've turned it into a sales lesson because I tell everybody, if you would have asked me on May 18th, 2009, Butch, how would you like triple bypass heart surgery? Because we've got it on sale. <laughs> I, I would have told you I don't want it. I don't need it. I can't afford it. That's the same stuff we hear every single day. That's but true. But now on May 19th, when they came to me and they said, hey, cowboy, you got a 270s, uh, an 80, and a 90% blockage. Wow. Uh, man, I changed my tune. I am all in. <laughs> yeah. And it was full well, no price. what the price. Full yeah, price, right. Exactly. And yeah. here's the thing. I tell everybody, what changed? The My heart didn't change. All right. My, my finances, my heart didn't get worse. My finances didn't get better. The only thing that changed was the information available to yep, me. Your awareness. And yep. you have listeners. We all have customers and prospective customers. And their business is in as bad a shape as my heart was, and they are just like me, walking around like a ticking time bomb, yeah. and they need an expert to go show them where the blockage is. Yeah. And that's what a professional salesperson does, is they just point out the blockage and then become the expert to fix it. And when you do that properly, as you just pointed out, people don't care what the price is. No. Yeah, really and you know, I, I think that we, I've said this before, not recently, but this idea of we all get trained on how to be pretty good problem solvers when we're in school. We have math, you know, math homework, and it's all about problem solving. What we're not very good at is problem finding. Well, you're exactly right. And what you just described there is the ability of the salesperson to find the problem and then solve it. I think we're too eager to solve a problem we're not really clear about or we don't understand yet. And that's when we start proposing solutions that just don't fit. And then we get priced you know, resistance. And so I like that problem finding idea. It's great. Well, or, or we assume we know what the problem is because we haven't done, you know, our homework or asked the right mm. questions or, or let the customer, you know, tell us. And the thing that I tell people is that this, is, you know, that is another great highlight to, you know, people buy what they want, not what they need. Yeah. I needed that heart surgery place six months <laughs> or a year before. I didn't sign up for it until I wanted it. And they, they converted that need to a want. And 
we focus so so much, and it's been drilled in our heads since we were little bitty salespeople. Do your needs analysis. Yeah, do your that's needs true. Analysis. Do your needs that's analysis. True. Well, guess what? It ain't about what they need. It's about what they want. Mm-hmm. That is so true. We should change the words. We, it's a want analysis. Want yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And uh, I do want to plug my new book, Campground Clowns of Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> can I order ten copies? Uh, yeah. Can I order fifty copies and set them on fire, please? Yeah. I'll be, be a I'll, good kindling. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be a picture of me eating s'mores uh, at, at the uh, <laughs> campground clowns. That's, that's great. That's good, man. That was well played, man. Uh, you've written a, uh, a book called The Ten Essential Habits of Sales Superstars that later on we'll make available to all of our listeners. And you're very kind to do that. Um, I'd, I got a question for you on those 10 essential habits. I'd like you to tell me and our listeners which one of those surprised you the most when you were writing that book and you're kind of looking back on it going, you know, Early on in my days, in my 20s and 30s, I never really thought about this as a superstar habit. And now that I'm a little wiser and have been around the block or so, I realize all of a sudden that is one. Which of the 10 fits into that category? Well, there's really two. But I would say if I had to pick one, it is having a top 10 list. And I, in the book, I talk about the fact that David Letterman made millions of dollars with mm. a top 10 list. Yeah. And every salesperson should have a top 10 list. And that is the top 10 prospects that you have in the order that they should be becoming a customer. Mm. Number one should be a customer next, number two, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And you should keep that. I like to keep a paper copy. Some people do it digitally. That's fine. I still like the old paper and pen. And here's the thing that I tell people. It is nothing more than the old Ferris wheel theory. But here's what it does is that it allows you at a glance, whether you're by yourself or with a sales manager to take that little piece of paper and look and ask yourself this question, what do I need to do to move this relationship forward? Mm -hmm. Because at any given time, any of those 10 people, the sales process is going to be at a different stage in, in the process. Obviously, number one is closer to, to the, the, the finalization of the sale than, than prospect 10. But what do you need to do every every day when you're in the shower thinking to yourself, okay, what do I got to do to move number six to number five? And that'll push number five to number four. Mm -hmm. What can I do to move this relationship forward? Because in the great Steve Schiffman, and I've read a lot of his stuff, used to talk about it's like playing ball. And that customer or you at any given time in the sales process, the ball is either in your hand or in theirs. So what do you need to do to either take it and pitch it back to them or get them to pitch it back to you? And at a glance, you can focus on your top 10. Here's the great part about it is when your sales manager says, hey, how can I help you? Well, here's my top 10 list. Can you help me move these relationships forward? Now you are working together. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, Really, really good. Plus just the just the habit or the process of doing the top 10 list probably jostles some things free in your brain uh, because I always feel like if we can't even come up with a top 10 or, the, or those people, it's unlikely we're going, they're not going to move anywhere. So right. isn't the process itself helpful? Absolutely. And, and, you know, you brought up a good point because it's not a wish list and it's not a go through the phone book and boy, I sure <laughs> would like to have them or man, I, I, one of these days. No, this is people that are that are in the pipeline that have you have made a presentation to that are in in the process with you. And the thing that you have to focus on is, you know, wh what is it that you can do for them? And here's what I tell people when I when I go speak or train or coach a salesperson. If you don't have 10 good, solid prospects today, 
that's fine. But if you don't have 10 a month from now, it's your own fault. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not making the required number of contacts and calls and so forth in order to put good, qualified people into that pipeline. So here, here's a question, Butch. We're speaking today, by the way, with Butch Bella. You can get with Butch at butchbella.com, and his last name is spelled B-E-L-L-A-H. Um, what do you think about the target account list? So you've talked about this is your prospect list, people, as you say, you've actually made a presentation with or you've, you've met with. What, what's your opinion of the target account, the kind of the dream list of, uh, you know, kind of the Chet Holmes idea of your target 25? What, what's your sense of that? What, what do you see work and not work in that area? Oh, I think it's fine to have that, and that's, that's I, it, I treat those kind of like a vision board or a long, long-term long goal or whatever, uh, and those people certainly deserve some of your attention. But the, the, what I teach people about this top 10 list is that if, you're, if, if these people are truly your top 10 prospects, they deserve to hear from you every week. Yeah. You, have, you need to touch them in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Now, your dream list may be somebody that is on a, uh, a drip list with your CRM or whatever, or maybe you call them once a month, or maybe you start a conversation with them to hopefully get them to become a top 10. But just because they're a dream customer or on that wish list does not qualify them to be a top 10 prospect. Yeah. These are people that literally should be where your paycheck. And, and I, I think I say in the book, if the building's on fire, grab your top 10 list because mm. that's where tomorrow's paycheck's coming from. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I think we see this, we have a thing in Indiana where, where our nickname were the Hoosiers and people in the Midwest are just sort of nice. And we, we live with what I call the Hoosier no sometimes, which is just no response from anybody. And I think salespeople, when they get that Hoosier no, don't do anything about it. And I love that you say, if they're on your top 10 list, they deserve to be contacted once a week in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. So. And I do want to mention one other habit because you have, because I yep. think there are two that really stand out in my mind that probably the, the two that get the most, ah, when I speak to groups or I go train or whatever. The other one is get to work 10 minutes early. Mm. And everything in the book is obviously centered around the number 10, the top 10 list, get to work 10 minutes early, make 10 new contacts a week and so forth. But here's the thing about getting to work 10 minutes early. If you get, I, I, the first thing I tell people, never, ever, 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 ever spend your selling hours on non-selling tasks. Mm -hmm. It is the biggest waste of time that a manager can assign a salesperson or that the salesperson can do. If it is not going to move that sale forward or advance that relationship, it does not need to be done during those selling hours. And for whatever your industry is, you know what those are and protect them like crazy. But getting to work 10 minutes early, if you're getting yourself mentally prepared, physically prepared, emotionally prepared, getting your materials together, getting your day planned out, those 10 minutes can be some of the most productive time of the day because the phone's not ringing. People are not stopping by your desk to chat. You don't have all this other stuff going on. All the, you know, now if you go in that 10 man minutes and you're standing around, the, you know, the coffee pot talking about your fantasy football, just stay home. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're wasting your time. But if you're going in there and actually using that as a positive, productive time to get yourself ready for your day, here's the great thing about it. 10 minutes a day over a 48-week year is more than 40 hours. Wow. That's more than one full week a year that you have gained on your competition. 
And guys, the great thing is they don't even know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. They, you're open, and they don't even know it. You have the market basically to yourself for a full week. Love it. I love it. We're talking to Butch Bella, a sales trainer, author. Now, Butch, you've just written a new book called Sales Management for Dummies. And we've got a lot of sales managers that listen to our show. And we've got a lot of salespeople that work for dummies. Can I say that? Because I was one of those. I could have used your book about uh, you were the dummy 15 or you were the years ago. I was the dummy. When okay. I was a sales manager, I was a dummy. Yeah, I was That's why I got out of it. Um, so uh, anytime anyone writes a book, there's, you've got everything, all these, you're so proud, you want to share all these things, but I, I'd like you to pick one thing out of the book that you just can't wait to tell people. When you, you see the book, I know you just got some copies into the office there, and like, boy, I can't wait for people to read what's on page 48. Can you pick one thing out of the book, Sales Management for Dummies, and just share it with us, please? Yeah, and, I, and you know, obviously being on the For Dummies label is a, uh, yeah, it, it's very, very flattering. And, and when they contacted me, it yeah. was one of those things, you know, Zig Ziglar wrote success for dummies. Uh, Tom Hopkins wrote, uh, selling for dummies. And then I wrote sales management. It was like the old Sesame street song, you know, one of these things doesn't belong here. <laughs> and so it was, you know, it was a 14 week writing cycle, but yeah, there is some things that, that, that obviously stand out. And in the book, I talk about assessing your team. Because a lot of times a sales manager either takes over a team or, uh, you know, they inherit a team or they're promoted into a situation or they're hired by a new company. And I believe you have to look at your team. As a sales manager, I try to tell people you're almost like a school teacher and you've got A students and you know who those are. They're going to very quickly define themselves, and they're going to be the people that are going out there and doing their job day in and day out. You've got your B students who are just, you know, they're giving it. They're all, they're great people. They're doing everything they can. You got your C students, which, you know, those are the ones that are coming. They're, they're, they're making it. They're, they're on the cusp. But the problem is your D and your F students, and those are the people that complain about everything. They are never happy. They've always got a uh, commission issue. They've always got, uh, uh, you know, uh, a problem with delivery. They've always got an issue that credit can't handle or they're chasing money or whatever the case may be. And you end up spending all of your time with your D and your F students. And the people that really need you are your B and your C students. And I talk Mm -hmm. in the book about a young man in my first role as a sales manager that I took And he was, I would say, a C at best and was one of those that, uh, you know, when I took over, he he was not one that I would have thought was going to really pan out. And he just really, really needed someone to take him by the hand and show him a little guidance. But more than anything, give him a little confidence. And he turned into not only a great salesperson, ended up being a division manager. He was ended up being my number one division sales manager. And here today, some 20 years later, he is an extremely successful businessman. And he came out of the mailroom. Mm. And it's one of those things that if I would have let myself get caught up with the DNF students, and his name's Tony, and, and I talk about in the book, I say, you know, I'm, I'll call him Tony because that's his name. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. And if I would have let myself get caught up with those people that try to drag you down and demand your attention, I would have missed my Tony. And I think every sales manager's got a Tony out there. Yeah. It's kind of that thing where you saw his potential and maybe he didn't. And 
How many times have you heard someone say, you know, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And that to me is the role of the sales manager is to, is to look and explore and examine and find that hidden gem inside someone that they don't even know exists within them. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, you know, we've all heard you should fire the bottom 10% of your sales force every year because, you know, even if you replace them with just someone slightly better, you're, you're ahead of the game. But, and I'm, I'm not necessarily advocating that so much as I am just allocating your time and resources. Your, your A students are the type that they have what I call game goals, attitude, motivation, and education. They got goals. They got a great attitude. They're always motivated. They're continually educating themselves. Uh, your B students are rocking along. It's those C students that you need to take that just need a little bit of push. They yep. need a little bit of molding and shape them to make us. And you can make superstars out of those people. And guess what? That's stuff that falls right in your lap because they're already on your payroll. That's right. That's right. Well, tell us uh, as we end up here, tell us how how people, listeners, can get the 10 essential habits of sales superstars. If you will go to butchbella.com, B-U-T-C-H-B-E-L-L-A-H.com slash advanced selling, you can download a free copy of my first book, The 10 Essential Habits of Sales Superstars. And uh, it is my gift to your listeners. And just uh, uh, they can have that for in exchange for uh, just uh, uh, listening to the program today. Butch, we appreciate it. It's very generous of you. And uh, I know I'm going to grab my copy and we'll encourage uh, all listeners and we'll put it in the show notes as well. So if people didn't get a chance to write it down, we'll put it in there and make sure that's on. Butch, I appreciate Brian and I both appreciate you coming on. Guys, thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Likewise. Thanks, Butch. All right. Thanks, Butch. I See appreciate you, it. Okay. You bet. Bye-bye. 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 Well, that does it for today's episode with our guest expert interview, Butch Bella. Once again, you can go to his website, butchbella.com. If you want to get your sales game ready, though, for prime time, go to www, why did I say that, ultimatepregame.com and download a free copy of our Ultimate Pregame audio program. You can also download our app in the iTunes App Store. And be sure to join the conversation in our LinkedIn group at advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn. And Brian, I'm gonna, I promise here I'm going to make to you, I'm going to see you next time the Advanced Selling Podcast. I'll be here. All right, bye. See you, bye. <laughs>